Hi, I'm Diane Chandler. And I'm Perry Grossman. And this is Own Your Throne. Ladies, your life is not over. You are just at the beginning of reigniting and redefining your life. And through this show, you will meet inspiring women who have recreated and redefined what it really means to thrive and age gracefully. Our guests are some of the most inspiring women on the planet. We were honored to sit down with each of them and get real about their own journeys and what it took for them to truly own their throne. Hi, everybody. I'm Perry Jones Grossman, and I'm sitting here next to my absolutely partner in crime. Yes. And we want to welcome you to our shows called Own Your Throne. And today we have a very special guest, and actually you and Kelly have been friends for a long time. A long time, time. yes. So that means we're going to get some secrets, right? Oh. <laughs> anyway, <I just laughs> secrets later. No. <laughs> right. You yes. guys are bad. But um, I'm so excited because Kelly, and I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen or heard about the Heal documentary. Mm. And she is the visionary. She's the producer. Mm. She was everything in making that happen and creating that and also healing a lot of lives, including mine as well as a good friend of mine who was battling cancer and mm -hmm. Kelly was so gracious to have uh, one of the uh, teachers help my girlfriend uh, win the battle of cancer. So it's a very special day and segment for us. Um, and she's also a brand new mama. She has a mm -hmm. six month old baby girl who is gorgeous and you'll understand why because look at the mom. Exactly. Um, but this is gonna be a really special conversation that we're gonna have and um, it's a little bit more personal and also talking about more about what she does in the world and making the planet a better place. And she's had some wonderful conversations with some teachers like Joe Dispenza, which, you know, is all amazing. Our favorite. Mm -hmm. Favorite <laughs> boy. So anyway, Kelly, welcome. Thank welcome you. I know. Kelly. Thanks for having we're me, so ladies. Excited Yay. to have love what you you're doing. Thank you. I told Perry when we wanted to have you on, and I'm st I said to her, I go, Kelly is, is this graceful modern-day queen. Like, that's how we see you. We have your tiara. And we have your tiara <laughs> yeah, coming. You. You'll thank be placing you. your tiara. <laughs> and I mean that in the most, um, in the most complimentary soft way. It's that you have a really beautiful presence about mm. you, and you have a big vision for the planet. And yeah. that is super inspiring to mm. both of us. That's right. Thank you. I know. Yes. So when we when we first talked to you about this concept and you heard the title Own Your Throne, <laughs> Being Queen, what was your first um, you know, ideas about it? I mean, was it one of those <gasps> or was it like, oh yeah, that makes sense? No, I was totally like, oh my God, yeah, and the two of you are like <laughs> vibrant, uh, larger-than-life queens who Aww. light up every room you walk in. Um, so I thought it was perfect, and I love that you are, um, you know, a lot of podcasts are just audio, so yeah. to have the video as well um, is, is huge because you guys do shine a light, yeah. so it's nice to see that. Um, yeah. Well, likewise. Thank we see your light. You. And that's another thing, too, is I think when we were so excited about, I, I know for me, it's the first time I actually met you in person. We did a summit together, and I saw you on a little mm -hmm. you know, computer screen. <laughs> but your light is so big, and I'm curious, has it always been that mm -hmm. way? Is that just who you are naturally, and did you ever dim your light? I think mm -hmm. so. Oh, I for sure not dimmed, dumbed, dumbed, dimmed, 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 dimmed. It's been dimmed, dimmed, and dumbed. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I think when I was a child, I was very like 
hey, look at me, I want to be an mm -hmm. actress. And yeah. my parents got me into um, acting as a young kid, and I loved, you know, I just loved playing make-believe and singing and, you know, and shining, you know, for my parents and, and anyone Aww. who would listen or watch. Um, and then, you know, it's funny because I remember being an actress, um, I thought it was really cool and special, but then I remember a part of me was like, ooh, I better not, hmm. I don't want to be, dis I had an awareness that I might be disliked for having this special aspect of my life. And like, hmm. it was so cool to see me on television, my friends would, but I just got this sense that if I, hmm. you know, shined too much or felt special, yeah. um, that people might not like me. Oh my gosh. So I totally like put a lid on it, acted like I didn't care. It was like, you know, I never really, I wanted to be normal, you know. So yeah. You wanted to be liked. Mm -hmm. yeah. I really thought if you, to be if, liked. You, if you shine too bright, yeah. people would judge you, wouldn't like you. Mm -hmm. I had the exact same conversation going on. So right. I completely yeah. sabotaged exactly. everything. Yeah. But you yeah. had a, and Diane shared this with me, because, you know, going back to childhood, and and your parents and how they raised you. So Diane loves your mama, mm -hmm. and was talking about you have Thank an incredible you. relationship with your mom. So can you speak to that a little bit about? How yeah, that um, and I my mom had an incredible relationship with her mother, mm -hmm. and I look um, my my grandmother was like very graceful. You know, mm -hmm. she was actually like she was I think five eleven and very spelt and she, you know she always wore Ferragamos and St. Oh, <laughs> John and like that was like yes. her you know and she was even like a you know I remember going to visit her in Savannah Georgia oh I love that um, yeah. when I was younger and she was wow. doing like runway shows as a you know wow. 60 wow. 70 year old woman see it's never too late so oh, yeah gosh. never too yes. late um, so but she just had this inherent elegance you know and she got out on the golf course so she had you know she was mm -hmm. tough but she was really elegant and that even though my mom was more of like a 70s child and like a free spirit and yeah. like you know bohemian bohemian and you know yeah. she was an aspen like a little ski instructor and yeah. did that whole thing um, she just that that elegance mm -hmm. was inherent in her and I'm just blessed that I got past that down I got to soak up Soak that up, you know, because mm -hmm. because um, that's just you just soak up the environment of your parents, yeah. you know. So it's just very. Awesome. So you learned really at a young age that you can do anything you want as you get older. Yeah, so it's like that was your role model, right? Exactly, and I didn't, you know, necessarily aspire to be a model at seventy years old, but yeah, I was yeah, like, cool. wow, my I didn't even know that was possible. I didn't even know that was a thing, you know. Yeah. I thought, Where did you grow up? Where did this happen? I grew up in Long Beach, okay, Southern California, mm -hmm. okay. Because um, you said your grandmother's from yes. Georgia, so I was wondering, are you a Southern girl? I, so you're, they were from Chicago, and they okay. retired down in Georgia. So, gotcha. You know, I throw a little y'all in there a sometimes. Little good. <laughs> a little you make a good Southern girl. <laughs> I, I love it. <laughs> I love the South. I love it. people are so polite, and every all the kids we'd go spend the summers there, and and all of the neighbors' kids would be like, "Ma'am, yes, ma'am, no, sir," yes. you know, and we would. The California kids would be like, "Yeah, yeah, what do you oh, want?" Yeah, and my what parents were just like, "Oh God, <laughs> so true." And they'd say, "Hey, Miss Diane, yeah. hey, Miss Kelly," and so, yeah, so exactly. Sweet. So, what Heal documentary has been a phenomenon, and I have to share that I have a teeny little cameo with my daughter in the film. That's right. Oh so, yes, yes, yes. Um, and I was so inspired by this film, and really your vision mm. to. I'd like to know more about that. Like, what was that inside of you? 
that made yeah. you want to create such an out-of-the-box film. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So many little events throughout my life. You know, there was a time in high school, and I'll try to keep it brief, because I no. wish there was an easy answer, because everybody yeah. wants to know, and it, yeah. I feel like I could talk for an hour about this sure. lead-up to why I was called to do this film. But um, one instance in high school, I got sick, um, and then I healed, but my glands never went down. My glands, my lymph nodes were really swollen, like the size of hard golf balls. And um, doctors didn't know what, they just threw antibiotics, and if this antibiotic didn't work, they tried that antibiotic, right. and tested me for mono, Epstein-Barr, everything, mm -hmm. everything came back normal. Finally, six months, glands weren't going down, so they put me under, um, they did a lymph node biopsy. So put me under general anesthesia at 16 years old, and mm -hmm. cut open my neck, and. Um, everything, again, inconclusive, came back normal. They didn't know what was going on. Uh, but then I went to the chiropractor with my mom, just for her appointment, and he felt my glands and he said, just take two shots of you know, apple cider vinegar, one in the morning, one in the night, uh, for a week and see what that does. And sure enough, God. seven, eight days later, my glands were totally healed. After nine months of every doctor yeah. and drug and wow. surgery, and. So I think that was the first little seed of like more. I mean, I'm vibing way. with the natural yeah. side a little bit more than the just the western, yeah. the western yeah. root. Um, I think in college, I was depressed for the first time, but mm. it wasn't you know 20 years ago. Nobody was like no, nobody we knew. Called it depressed. It was. it was like one percent of society was depressed right. um, and needed medication, and now I feel like fifty percent of society is depressed oh, yeah. in some way or has major anxiety. So yeah. and I was starting young and starting so young, um, and thank God we didn't have social media when I was growing up. Yeah, I don't know that I would be able to handle it. <laughs> you know? Right? Yeah. So I was just unhappy, like, and I was acting out in ways that, again, dimming, talk about the light was dim. I was just mm -hmm. like not feeling myself mm -hmm. and I attributed it to the weather at Berkeley. I came from sunny Southern California and I was like stocked in fog all the time and rain. Um, and just not finding my tribe. Like I came from mm -hmm. such a strong knit group of friends, friends. Um, mm -hmm. girls and guys that I'm still friends with that all are still in Long Beach and have intermarried each other and it's just, tight-knit community and then I just didn't find those people as easily up at Berkeley. Mm. So I felt a little lost. Um, transferred to UCLA, had some time off and I traveled with my brother and someone gave me the book Return to Love by Marianne Williamson. Love that book. Yes. yes. And I was and just that was like, <laughs> that made me come to life. I was just yeah. like, this, this, I was raised Catholic and you know, it didn't fully resonate with me, even though the teachings of Jesus and all that mm -hmm. was yeah. fascinating and I, it, that resonated, but mm -hmm. something didn't fully click. And this, the way she described life mm. and the Course in Miracles teachings, I was just like, holy moly, this is my spoke truth. Spoke to your soul. Spoke to my truth. soul. So that was kind of like the spiritual launch pad. And then, um, uh, it's just too much. Yeah. I actually was going to go to USM. Um, Which I think, oh, yeah, we talked about I circled that. it like so many times. Did you? I ended up, yeah, going to the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. Yeah, I yeah, wanted yeah. something. I was passionate about all of these teachers mm -hmm. that you've studied the mm -hmm. same. Yeah. Um, so I was going to do USM, but I felt like, oh, it might be, I wanted to be, I don't know. I just yeah. couldn't commit. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted to take a little pressure off of the acting because I was acting again at that time. Okay. And, um, and then uh, took a nutrition course, watched The Secret, which, you know. I remember this. It was just your path all this now. took yes. you, right? Yeah. So it was like one step in front of the other, and your path was, um, yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden, you were like, why isn't all this more mainstream? Exactly. That's what it sounds like. It was like. your you people, want, too. Yeah. Right? Yes. You yes. Finding the like-minded And you, like, curated exactly. 
all of these amazing people in one place. I just wanted to put all the people that yeah. empowered me, yeah. literally mm -hmm. changed my life yeah. as teachers, whether it's a book they re read or going to Agape with Michael mm -hmm. yeah. Beckwith, um, reading The Biology Belief yeah. by Bruce Lipton and finding out we're not victims of our genes. Yeah. I was like, I'm just gonna put all of the people that empowered me into one film to just empower the world. That was, <laughs> that was brilliant. my hope. <laughs> it was I mean, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, like what yeah. a beautiful vision though. And yeah. you're still doing it. Yeah. Like I there's a lot of, well, there's a lot of people that don't, you know, because these are teachers that have been around for a long time and they're not so popular anymore, you know, but they were the pioneers. I know. So to have that encompassed in a documentary is pretty special. I mean, it, you know, you don't get a lot of those people all in one space. Thanks. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, part of the message like owning your throne and, um, you know, I, I felt the calling. I said mm -hmm. yes to it finally. It, you know, I'd been kind of, it, it had been building for eight yeah. years that yeah. I was thinking about it. And when I was finally ready, I just said, okay, well, you know, God, universe, whatever term you use, yeah. you have this pull. Like, there's something in me that says I have to make this film. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. You, you know, just do it for it. me. See, <laughs> so this is, years? yes, and wow. she did it. Now I remember seeing wow. you before yeah. you even started filming. And what was that like? When you went in to speak to some of your like heroes, yeah. your mm -hmm. your people, and you were now going to interview them and ask them huge questions, Sweating. right? Did you, did like, you do tell a lot me of what you were feeling because I was like, that must have been like, oh, yeah, I had to own it and like pretend I knew what exactly. I was doing, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was very confident in my vision and my like, this is the message I want, and all of you have just instilled that message in me so I know that you guys know how to teach mm -hmm. it. So yeah. mm -hmm. I trusted that part of it, but I had never directed before. Mm -hmm. Even though my whole life I had, a, I always wanted to direct, like okay. I definitely like to be the, in charge of the project. So your acting process was all part of this too, which is interesting. Exactly. Talents that we pick up along mm -hmm. the way yes. are used in a higher purpose at some point. Totally, and it's mm -hmm. funny because I started going to healers and really becoming curious about energetic blockages and emotional blockages because I wanted to clear what was preventing me from having right. you know the Oscar award-winning acting career mm. you know and yeah. I was like what why am I not achieving what I want to achieve and it's just so funny at a certain point it, it the scale tipped and I was like I'm that acting is not fulfilling me but yeah. talking about this subject sitting with Diane, I mean, we, yeah. it, that gives me life yeah. force energy. Like, t yeah. So I always tell people like, pay it, you know, even though I had done acting for 25 years and I thought that that's what I wanted, the joy wasn't there anymore. And the joy was in talking about spirituality yeah. and consciousness and yeah, understanding okay. the potential of the human body and healing, you know? Uh -huh. And so that's what, you know, your body doesn't lie. What what energizes you is what you should be doing. So I want to, because you said something earlier that caught my attention, because I know a lot of our viewers just sit there and they think about, you know, how do I know when something's my calling? How do I know when spirit universe is knocking on the door and going, mm -hmm. okay, this idea is what you're supposed to be doing. It's, it still took you eight years, but how do you know, how did you know that this was what you were supposed to do? Yeah, I think it's a persistent knock, you know? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. You're gonna just keep getting in, messages. in messages and then like I said just like pay attention to what lights you up yeah. when you talk to your friends um, or that you find yourself continually thinking yeah. about and and your body you mentioned too yeah was it something that you just felt better physically or was it yeah it it was 
like it it just the intuition yeah the intuition just seemed so like almost like when I said yes there was just a total flow and energy behind yeah. it so yeah. and then the project just happened and then Flowing. it just it like totally yeah. like flow yeah, and not That's to right. say there weren't obstacles that pop up because um, sure. you know that in when you're dealing with a low budget or just making any film, there's so many moving parts that there's always obstacles, right. challenges. Right. But there was definitely an energy behind it and a, and a mm -hmm. flow, and I think that. You know that's why we do our spiritual practices of meditation and and prayer or you know earthing or whatever it is you do that can calm the mind, turn off that outside stimulation, so that you can hear that voice of guidance within you. Yes, that inner voice. And and you will be guided. You will know your calling if you create enough space in your life on a on a regular basis. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Like so, it sounds like a ritual. Sounds like, and I know I'm drilling down to specifics, but because sometimes we tend to you know, generalize things and, and we're in this world in this in this you know, but there's a lot of people that are gonna be listening and watching and it's like, okay, well, inner voice, wait, what, what does that, that mean? mean? What does it mean right. to create space? It's like so what would it look like for you to create space for yourself to hear your inner voice? Sure. So mm. I I learned how to meditate when um, around the same time I started thinking about doing this film. Mm -hmm. Ironically. Yeah, right. <laughs> See, oh. it worked. See, uh, um, in like 2007, and um, I learned transcendental meditation, which is you know you offer make an offering and uh, to, and then they give you a mantra, and then you just 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes at night, you say the mantra, and and, and thoughts will come up, and you don't get stuck or you don't beat yourself up mm. for thoughts coming up, but then you get back to the mantra, and it's just a way for you to. Clear your mind. Clear, you know, yeah. just let not be not be hijacked by your mind. Right. You know. Right. And the more you do this, um, and I always suggest taking like a legit meditation course, yeah. uh, because when you understand, and Joe Dispenza talks about this a lot, mm -hmm. when you understand the meaning, when you understand what's actually physically and spiritually, mentally and emotionally going on when you meditate, mm -hmm. then there's more meaning to the practice, and then you are more likely to commit to it. So as you create space, not only is it physiologically and biochemically doing wonderful things to your body because it's shutting down your stress response, allowing your body to, to dip into the parasympathetic nervous system, which is where you can rest and repair and regenerate your mm -hmm. tissues and heal. Um, when we're overstimulated and going a million miles an hour and, and trying to keep up with the Joneses on Instagram or whatever, yeah. um, you know, your body's in stress response and you can't heal in that state. So you need to create quiet and turn within and breathe, connect to your breath so that you can heal. Yeah. Um, so your body can do what it's designed to do. But then in a, you know, as far as like the inner voice and the spiritually speaking, so while it's healing physically, um, the more you, Marianne Williamson talks about it beautifully in the film, in the book. Um, she says, you know, we wash off our physical bodies every day, the gunk of the day, the, you know, the oil and the dirt yeah. that we pick up, sure. pollution. Um, but we are taking on so much pollution in our minds, the negative news, overstimulation, mm -hmm. yeah. instant gratification and yeah. we're just inundated. We don't have, we can't process it all. Right. So we need to wash off our minds. We need to wash that lens because there's just, gunk. Yeah. you know, we, we literally see the world through the lens of our mind and if yeah. there's so much buildup and gunk, we're gonna see a pretty distorted picture after a while. We so can't meditation get clears yeah, that. You can't get meditation is totally. like a shower for your mind. Yeah, it's beautiful. I love that analogy. Yeah, that's a really good. I mean, easy analogy for people to get. Yeah. You know, to and believe that in, with breath work and yes. meditation and things like that. And I also love that you 
like to have a lot of fun. You're a great athlete. <laughs> no, you're like sporty spice. I love that. Mm-hmm. You know, you love to ski and water ski and play tennis and yeah. Look at her. And she's she, yeah, like a you guys, girl. she's always on the floor at the basketball games and she watches <laughs> football as all these screens going. I, been I love that about yeah. you. It's oh, amazing. That's awesome. yeah, I'm, I'm total totally sporty like, spice. Doo, doo, doo. Me too. Yeah. So I um and I love that because I think there is something about you always have room for joy in your life. Mm. Yeah, and I've been thinking a lot about that. I want to do like a, write an article or do something about generating your own joy because I think that's like, a lot of people are, and this is another thing I try to kind of uh, talk about in the film, is, you know, victim, when we're in a victim, when Mm -hmm. we just think that circumstances happen to us and we're not, we don't have any control over our lives. You right. know, it's very powerless. It's not mm-hmm. a completely. Whether you're imagining something happening or whether something's really happening, yeah. the body responds regardless. It yes. does. The brain and biochemistry doesn't know if something's really happening or if it's in your imagination. That's mm-hmm. how powerful the mind is. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes we are, all of us, subcon or unconsciously are imagining focusing on the worst case scenario because we're in fear and we don't want that to happen. So our mind's obsessively focusing on what we don't want to happen to try and prevent it somehow. Um, But unfortunately, that's that's what you're creating. Yeah, what you focus on. What you focus on is what you attract, what you, what you- Negative or positive. Exactly. So the more awareness we can build uh, and the more space we can create with practices like meditation, the more control we have over our mind and then the more we can focus on what we want. We can spend yeah. time creative visualization. Um, we can, you know, and we're human. We're going to be jerked back to fear. Yeah. We're going to have these human responses, right. but the more awareness that you have, the more space that you've created, yeah. the less reactive you're going to be. You're going to be like, oh, and then and you, you catch yourself yeah. and then back you come to back to center. Yes. Yeah. You know, I uh, always would laugh because I would watch like Wimbledon and the U.S. Open tennis and everything, and then you go out you're freaking awesome. You start being like, totally. Isn't it the truth? You're so inspired. You're so good. I'm like, I just took a whole lesson. Like, yeah. I wasn't out there, I but I just, played, I just played Wimbledon. Yeah. You know, like, you're totally. so in yeah. and locked and loaded mm-hmm. that That's your brain awesome. and you're so taken. It, no, but it's true. Yeah. And you go out, and I used to go yeah. out to hit balls, and I'm like, I'm so good. Yeah. Now, but yeah. you know that so feeling? True. Yeah. And so it just shows you, like, when you're in and you're, you know, you learn yeah. a lot from just being in that environment, what you're taking we in. We soak it all in. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking about my son, who's a ski racer, and I remember for, he had a really bad fall at like gate number three at the bottom, mm-hmm. and so he started this pattern because he was focusing on what he mm-hmm. didn't want to do, right? I don't want to fall at that gate, so he's looking at that gate, mm-hmm. kept falling all the time. And so we started, we started taking up uh, meditation and teaching him that, and he was like, Mom, this is mm-hmm. really. And it, he learned, I said, you've got to understand your brain, just like you said whether you're actually doing it or you're thinking about it, it's, your mm-hmm. brain thinks you know, it's all the same. Mm-hmm. I said, so instead of focusing on that gate, focus on how you're finishing the race. Mm-hmm. And he'd stand at the top at the gate and he would just visualize the course. And you know, I'd see him kind of go like this and like this and like this. And I said, so what are you doing at that gate? He goes, what gate? I go, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he, he whizzed by it, you know, finished the race, and he was so excited, but it was the first time that he realized how powerful his brain was mm-hmm. and how much control nice. we actually have over our thoughts and what we, you know, co-create. Yes, That's exactly. Powerful. So I'm going to take a segue here, and I want to ask you, because we've talked a lot about friendships, and you brought that up about friendships. So <laughs> to so me, owning your throne and being a queen means like, 
everybody's a queen to me. Yes. Every woman is a queen. It's not an age thing. It's not a, um, a no. regal thing. It's an archetype. Yes. And it's really like the queen in all of us. Yes. And so I love what you said about your friends because friendship to me is, is everything. Mm -hmm. And so what does friendship mean to you? Friendship means you want to keep your, I mean, I, you, want your, you want all mm. your girlfriends to sit around on your thrones equally. And you yes, see someone it. falling say, off. Yes. yes. Yeah. You go, and you want to be here. like, and, you know, half the time, if, if you're in a good place in your life, you're slapping them going, <laughs> yeah, let's go. get your throne. Yeah. Like, you are, why are you, what are you doing yeah, down there? Yeah. Get back I up here. And mm. or you know, and it, and there's a there's a transference. There's because there's different times in your life where they're feeling empowered, and mm. you need yeah. a little more love. And mm. um, yeah. but you know, friends pull each other back yes. up on the throne. The nurturing. Mm -hmm. Yes. I mean, it's you know. I, I love when Perry said, you know, it's like in the past in our generation, like a queen. The word queen would have meant means something so different Negative. than even the even like some of the thirty year olds yeah. call each other queen, queen, you know, yeah, and yeah. all that and. I said it's such a beautiful thing the way they use it, and and it's, it's more about it's not a queen. It's yeah. like come on, queen. I know. Yeah. Like it's kind of that cute word, and I was like, I love the way they use it, mm -hmm. and it has such a beautiful definition. Yeah, and it and redefined it. it for us, you know, because in our generation it was because we're in a different generation than <laughs> you, but you know we couldn't. You couldn't shine your light. If you did, it was like, oh, well, you're stuck up, you're, you're snotty, vain, you're conceited, yeah. and you know, exactly. if you were halfway cute, it was like, oh, that's even, you know, downplay it. And now I think it's so great to teach our young girls, like your young baby girl, our girls are older, but they've gotten that, you know, belief that it's okay to shine and it's okay to support and love your girlfriends mm -hmm. instead of being competitive or, you know, this boy's gonna like her more than me. Yes. It's, you know, how do you gracefully mm -hmm. do that? Yes. Mm -hmm. So how would you feel, What would? how would you answer this question saying if you have those moments of like feeling like, okay, I'm really not at the top of my game or I why are all my friends doing really well and I feel like I'm kind of sucking today. You know, it's yeah. like, how do you get yourself back up on your throne? Mm. That's a good question. Um, you know, I mean, it's all comes for me. It all comes back to like your spiritual beliefs. Yeah. You know, I mean, the ultimate belief that helps me is like, you know, life is always for you and never against you. Like life always has your back, however you want to say it. And so, you know, just looking at the circumstances of your life, even though they may bring some temporary disappointment or yeah. feel sorry for yourself, mm -hmm. or you know, like. You're let that stuff. you're yeah. going through yeah. stuff. Let that be a moment, but then yeah. go. Okay, what is this? What is you know the lesson here? What am yeah. I trying? What is life trying to like wake me up to learn? Yeah, and and then also yeah. with every lesson, there's a blessing, and so you know, just like in, in hindsight, everything we see all those blessings. Mm -hmm. But while we're going through it, while the guy breaks up with us, or mm -hmm. we get fired from our job, or we don't get the job that we want, or something happens that we wish it would happen in a different yeah, way right. um, to really just come back to a place of trust okay there's not that's not for me there's something better right and that's the key because so many people and I mean including me too if you want something so badly and then it doesn't happen you know you can fall fall apart you can feel down but there's a phrase at USM that was a game changer for me in prayers um, the phrase in the highest good of all. In the highest good of all. So when we pray and ask for something, it's like mm -hmm. it's not. The universe looks at the whole picture, like our families, our queendom, our family, our kids, our friends, and it's like, mm -hmm. 
do I really want this? Is this going to be in the highest good for everyone that I love mm. around me? Mm -hmm. And it takes it out of just what mm. you want. It becomes and it's a community of, you know, and it was like, and it helped me with disappointments because I'd sit there and I think, you know what, that wasn't in the highest good of me or somebody or else. Yeah. And I can let it go gently mm -hmm. and just, like you said, trust that mm -hmm. spirit, God, universe, whatever you believe in is protecting us from that yeah. to happen. Mm -hmm. That's amazing because I've been, I'm 40 years old, just had, you know, my first child. So I've been able to be like selfish my whole life, you know, yeah. it's like all been about me. Yeah. Like, I get to yeah. decide my, you know. Yeah. Welcome um, to the world of motherhood. Yes. <laughs> exactly. And now I'm like, it's so beautiful because you can oh. go, oh, is this the highest, there's, there's another person I need to consider. Yes. This, right. You know? For you now that you're just 40, um, <laughs> you're such a baby. Whatever. Dying, I wonder younger people were like going, they're 30. Are we, are we, what that ageism <laughs> thing that we just no, talked about? I, I just, but I'm asking because you're a new mom, and do you feel like you're in a different chapter in your life? And what does that look like for you? And how, you know, how is it getting, and, and it's just the question, how is it getting older? And are you excited about it? Are you, where yeah. are you with everything? Um, I feel more grounded than ever, I believe. I feel exhausted, but I feel <laughs> <grounded. laughs> By the way, Kelly's tired today. You yes. never know how much she's tired. Don't zoom in. Um, but even my husband, he's like, because I've, I've known my whole life, I've, I've never been certain about anything except for the fact that I'm supposed to be a mother. Aww. And that's been conviction from day one. And my yeah. mom was such a good mother, and I was just like, it's just inherent in me. Um, and it, ironically, I wanted to be uh, a mother of three boys. And oh, of course, really? God's like, <laughs> Here's yeah, the girl, yeah. and she's gonna like ballet and ride horses. Right. Oh, Nothing sure. you know anything about. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, for sure. And I vowed never to dress her in pink. Yes, Diane. You know, I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> because I was so convinced I was having sure. boys, she came to the baby shower with boy clothes. With a boy get. Oh, no, 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 you guys. This is the honest truth. That was like I didn't even know what to do when I got there and saw the pink. Not pink, but there was like I go. It was Wait. like this brain. We had because I've always told her. Yeah, I'm like, well, I'm she's having, having a boy, and it was a boy, and everything was a boy. But then her name is and a you boy got her boy present, baby yeah. present. Yes, oh, and I had so to walk cute. up to her, and I'm like, I forgot you're having a girl. I've got a boy. <laughs> it's for your future boy. She yes, was exactly. So funny. I, it was it funny. Was I was like, like, don't even worry about it. I'm totally gonna dress like, her as a tomboy. It. Anyway, so, like in tomboy. Yeah, it was a kind of a funny moment. funny. And then also funny. It's like. I was like, don't get her anything pink. I register for all the neutral stuff, and her her bedroom is like very beachy. And there's no okay, can pink. I can I just I'm just gonna dispel something yes. for you now. So I'm just 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 get it now because get the big okay. They're gonna want it. So I'm like opposite of you guys. I'm like you know prissy, the girly girl. girl. I'm the girly girl, yes, and I thought, sure. okay, I was so excited that Saba was gonna be born. I get this little baby, and she's gonna be all pink and ruffly, and and so we did this for a while until she hit kindergarten. And then all of a sudden she went to kindergarten, all of her little girlfriends, you know, like little hotshot skiers, and she was yeah. six. She came home and announced to me, Mom, no more dresses and no more pink. And I went, ooh, yep. wait, you're gonna be a what? A, a skier ski and an athlete. Oh, and I go, I know nothing about, okay, you gotta go talk to your dad. Yeah. And I'm like, you can't, and she goes, we're going to my closet, we're pulling all the pink. And I'm holding her, and she's like, no, 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 no. Yep. Everything pink was gone, jeans, plaid shirts, 
boots, hiking, like and I'm just looking at her dream like, child. Yeah. Who, dream child. See, you got, and I'm looking at her like, alien child, who <laughs> is Sarah, this? Sarah grew up in no, Texas, bows, yeah. ribbons, yeah. hair curls. Right, right? It's like, who, so funny. what do I do with this? God and is just having a lot of fun up there. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Laughing at us. Laughing at all Well, and that's the thing. I literally now dress her only in pink because that's what she You're looks best You're trying to do this. Because that's why she resists too. It's crazy. Ray, send, her, send her it's over crazy. to me. She yeah. turns gorgeous. into a girl. Oh, right. She's gorgeous. She looks great in pink. And I'm like, okay. Oh. You get to wear pink. I just hope she's oh, like, oh, I love that. She she's, will yeah. be. She'll be perfect. She oh. is so perfect. How are you going to teach Riley? Oh. How to be a queen uh -huh. by example. Yes. You can only yes. teach by example. They soak up. I mean, that's another thing we learn uh, on the heel yes. documentary yeah. making journey yeah. um, that, you know, in utero to the age of seven, you know, we're literally just sponges soaking up the yeah. behavior and energy and belief systems of our caretakers. Mm. So um, not, not to stress you out, you know, if you have a moment and like, like your kids will turn out okay. My parents had many moments. Um, and I, we turned out okay, right? Kind of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little, yeah, yeah, we've yeah, all had to do some yeah, exactly. past mm -hmm. childhood trauma mm -hmm. work. Um, but yeah, I think just, I'm gonna try and like, teacher mindfulness, like meditation, you know, oh, when she's modeling ready, it, yeah. yeah, and like. Doing baby yoga with you. Yeah, I just, you know, I actually take her out every day. I mean, I earthed every day. I, I, she's the calmest, chillest mm. baby, and, and oh. everybody says it, and I, I really attribute it to going out every day when I was pregnant and just sticking my bare feet in the grass mm. and just like watching birds fly over my canyon, stuff I never found time to do before, but when I was pregnant, I was like, this is, I was conscious okay. of how, you know, my nervous yeah. system was kind of imprinting hers. Mm. So I wanted to calm my nervous system and, and, and now we go out together and she sticks her little feet in the thing. So, so you know, great. just I think by example is really all you can I do. I agree, I agree. And, and what would you say is, like we always hear the words like self-love, self-acceptance, mm -hmm. self it's all this, all of mm -hmm. these words and they're such big concepts, yeah. right? Right. Yes. And so if I was going to ask you, like, self-love, like, what does that look like to you? Yeah. So I think the easiest way to describe it is, um, you know, I spoke with a doctor yesterday on mm -hmm. Skype who's in Scotland, and he, he does a TED Talk about, like, imagine yourself as a plant, you know, and, like, uh, say this plant's been neglected, you know, and it's this droopy little maybe money mm -hmm. tree or something, and... And then someone comes by and finally gives it water and it like spruces right. back up and yeah. it's getting yeah. what it needs. Yeah. Um, that plant's not going, I don't want that water. <laughs> you know, like not forgiving the fact right. that the guy was right. neglected him before. Like we have all these stories mm. going on in our head. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's one thing. It's just like nurturing yourself with like what you need, like feeding your inner plant the yeah. water and the nutrients and mm -hmm. things so it can, it can thrive. And I love that. Mm. Feeding your inner plant. I love that. Yeah, watering your inner yeah. plant. Um, but also just, you know, and I think like the inner child, like every baby that comes into the planet is just innocent, mm -hmm. pristine, connected, pure love. And, you know, yeah. n they don't have these stories running through their heads yet, you know? Right. And, and so to go like to really, and, and anytime we're reacting, it's usually from a place of a scared child. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. and, and so to go back and like really. The, the way we talk to ourselves, like, 
Yeah. We're so hard on ourselves. Oh, we're yeah. beating ourselves up every right. moment exactly. of every day. And if would you yeah. would would I ever talk that way to my little baby daughter? Right. Abs like no. Right. And I know some people do and then you know, that's yeah. a whole nother topic that's a whole of conversation. Other. And they can't they have a certain narrative. Yeah. And that's that's their pain, you know, that they're projecting. But so I think it's self love is like really taking care of yourself as if you're still that sweet little innocent baby and, and or or if you have children and you know how you care for them it's yeah. like so like caring for caring for yourself mm -hmm. and really yeah. be vigilant of the voice when you look at yourself in the mirror mm -hmm. when you're comparing yourself to other people when you're counting your stupid likes on Instagram yeah. it's like like none of that matters it's like yeah. we are queens on our throne I right. love it and back yes. to like where one person just because right. one person yes makes like abundance is infinite mm -hmm. uh you know success is in there's mm -hmm. infinite possibilities so if diane goes out and makes two billion dollars tomorrow and right. i'm like i wanted to make two billion right her two billion didn't take away from my potential to make two billion right we everyone in this room there's can make enough two there's right. plenty to go around so it's right. like really just going tapping in looking that. to other people and and yeah. and and knowing that you deserve whatever it is that you want. Right. You know? I always right. Call, I call that a positive projection. Yeah. So we project and I'm always like anything that you see in somebody else that you're like, ah, oh, that's yes. amazing. That means you have that in yourself or you would never be able to recognize to that. To see it, exactly. And I'm right. always like, anytime I see something and I'm inspired by it, I'm actually drawn more to it mm -hmm. because I know that. And I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, it's like being, it's, it's like light. I mean, it's light. light. It's mm -hmm. light. When and you, I, I, yeah, go ahead. I didn't know him. Sorry. No, I was, I was no, just thinking this one thing that uh, you said talking about the thoughts. I heard this data the other day that just slayed me. So we have anywhere between 40 to 50,000 thoughts a day. 90% of them are negative. Oof. Ouch. 90 mm -hmm. yeah, and crazy. I thought how I mean it doesn't take anything more to be positive our brain is just the awareness they're, of realizing yeah. you know it's like they're I'm wired thinking this. too your brain gets yeah. wired and it you have your environment to, the time it's wired yeah. and so it's an unconscious patterning and you yeah. actually have to consciously shift that yes by, by and it's in its work it's not like it's just right. something it takes time it does. And so that's why I'm always like with with friends that are wanting yeah. to do this work I'm like be compassionate with yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe the first thing to do is at the end of the day, think about all the beautiful things you right. did that day, mm -hmm. even if it's a couple, and, yeah. and start to rewire the brain. Mm -hmm. And really look thank at that. You. And I love the nurturing the little child, the inner child in us too, because I know whenever we're acting out or we're feeling these mm -hmm. other feelings that are low vibe, you know, mm -hmm. emotions, I always check in with my little girls, like, hey, what's going on, honey? Mm -hmm. You know, what yeah. is it that you're upset about? Because I usually know that's where it stems. Mm -hmm. And then to believe that it's not somebody else outside of us to fix it, mm -hmm. but it's that sage woman in us, because we have that, mm -hmm. all of us do. Right. It's that queen in us that says, you know what, honey, it's all gonna be okay. I've got you, I've got mm -hmm. your back. You know, like you would just be talking to a mom, the mom to its daughter mm -hmm. or, or son. Like I got your back and being loving, mm -hmm. and most of us, you know, we don't do that. We no, we don't do to that do to that. ourselves. And yeah. I think that as we women, feel like alone, and alone. And I think as yeah, and I think as women get older and then their kids leave too, and this is one of the conversations that we have. I really feel there a loss of tribe, a loss of self, a loss mm -hmm. of identity, Purpose. a loss of 
purpose. And so a lot of the reason that we're doing this show is that people realize they can reinvent themselves at any age. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I know for me, after my divorce and my kids were out of the house and going back to school and really redefining yeah. the next chapter of my life, and it was really scary. Mm -hmm. However, um, I think that that's the key. It's still being excited about your life no matter what age. And mm -hmm. we live in a, in a society yeah. that downplays that, like at a certain place we're done. Mm -hmm. And I think that is the conversation that I'd love to see shift. Yeah. Be it whatever you're, just that you're always reinventing, you're always excited, you're always, and there yeah. aren't a lot of role models. I mean, Louise Hay, of course, who's amazing. Right, yeah. started her you business know? at 60. And so, yeah, like what do you, what inspires you about getting older and? Yeah, I mean, I just, I like being more, you know, I wish I had the wisdom now and go back mm -hmm. and be 20, of course. Right. Benjamin Button. <laughs> yeah. so exactly. Gosh, we would be killing it right now. But then we'd be so sad when it was time to transition. It's like, 20, I'm really hot. I'm excited. I finally got this wisdom. Yeah. What? Now you know? I know. It's true. I really do feel, you know, of course, like, as I'm, I'm 40 now, and, you know, I did the documentary a few years ago, and that's like, you know, that feels very fulfilling because it wasn't yeah. calling, and I, and yeah. I, you know, finished it, and it's, it, there's got a movement kind of behind mm -hmm. it, and just the feedback I've gotten has, has been really just affirming and like mm -hmm. such a blessing, you know, because mm -hmm. it, it, oh yeah, you know, so that that, that's one. really fulfilling. But yeah. but then you wake up and you're like, okay, what's next, you yeah. know? Um, so I just, uh, I'm like, part of me wants to keep going with the momentum that I've built, and part of me wants to just like. Enjoy be with my baby. I know, and my baby so, you know, and, and, and it's all timing too, in phases in our yeah. lives and we too. We said the same thing. Yeah. Like today, I was sitting yeah. there, and we were we were talking to some other women, and they were all power. You know, everyone's very big alpha, and female, alpha and, and working, and that wasn't my journey. My journey was a mom mm -hmm. and a wife, and you know, played a lot of tennis, and I loved it. And I, Sounds amazing. Know, but I'm just right? saying, like, and, and I was, and I and I I love that. Yeah. And and so. I took me along, you know, I, I was, I'm okay with that. Yeah. It's great. And Wonderful. I want everyone to know that it's whatever your journey is. I don't give a crap. I'm no. so, you know, it's like you live whatever, true for you. whatever is true to you. If yeah. you're driven for me now, I mean, I just want to make a difference in the planet. Mm -hmm. I want the consciousness right. to shift. I want people to, to be, right. you know, enlightened mm -hmm. and loved. Woke. And I think woke, woke. We were saying <laughs> that. Woke. I love that to be woke. Yes. And I love the idea of, you know, I personally believe that love heals the planet. Mm -hmm. Oh, you absolutely. Know, that's it, 100%. That it's not more difficult than that. Connection. So back, back to connection, back yeah. to oneness. Yeah. If you, would you have, um, you know, where you're at in the middle of your life, and by the way, to make you feel better, because if you say you want three more kids, <laughs> I had my son at 44 and my daughter at 46. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. So it can happen. Right. <laughs> Dreams can come true. Yeah. But it's, you know, I remember thinking as I was, as I hit 40, um, I did have a little bit of that moment because I was working. Mm -hmm. I was the working girl, and then all of a sudden I met this, actually I was 35, I met this man, and he had a daughter. I never wanted kids. Oh, wow. I was one of those, like, I was afraid of it. My mom wasn't the greatest mom. She'll even tell you if she's sitting right here, mm -hmm. she'll say that. Um, and I was afraid I carried that gene of not mm -hmm. being able to do that. So I created a whole work life. And hormones started changing mm -hmm. at 40. And by the way, they change every five years <laughs> as we grow, you know, and you have desires of doing different things, you follow that path. But I remember at 40 thinking, 
wow, I can't, I'm too old to have a baby because I was striking out, you know, I was married to somebody else. It was not happening. And I was devastated. And I thought it was over because my environment said, you're too old. Your mm -hmm. eggs are too old. This can't happen. So my question is, I'm setting that up for a reason. If you hit a, a let's just say it's a, it's an end, dead end, and you think your dream's not going to happen, mm -hmm. um, how do you course correct mm. for you? Mm. <laughs> You're like, I'm not there yet. <laughs> no. I'm like, yes. I have this thing where I'm just like, I just, it's going to happen. I mean, there's certain things where, like, for instance, one goal that didn't happen was that I didn't, you know, win the Oscar as, mm -hmm. um, yes. as, an, as an actor. And, uh, you know, didn't even come close, really. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you, yeah. it was, if I'm going to do something, I want to strive to be the best and, and mm -hmm. achieve the highest, you mm -hmm. know. So, but at a certain point, you know, it course corrected itself because I started going, wow. Yeah. I finally, mm -hmm. like, I did this. Uh, independent film and I, I carried the film and I was very like cool. right for the lead role and hmm. um, it was this kind of like suspense thriller and what was the name of the movie I'm curious do not go see it it's called um, Beneath. Beneath and it's okay. yeah it's about you know we get stuck in a coal mine mm. yeah but that's a, an interesting yeah. you know metaphor in life yes exactly right? uh, totally um, and it was just the hardest thing I had done. You know, it was 40 days of filming, you know, however many days I had dirt and makeup and blood and all this stuff all every day. And I was just like, this is, why, why did I ever want to do this? It's just like such hard work. Um, you know, I, like, I hate being in the makeup chair yeah. and you're in it every yeah. day. And I'm just like, I, I was so in love with the fantasy of, of mm -hmm. the adoration mm -hmm. I think that actresses mm -hmm. get. And, and this was, me as a young child desperately wanting to be liked by everybody and, and I mm. saw that you know Oscar that was winning actresses were loved and adored by everyone obviously we all know that that's right. much bullshit and a right. lot of famous yeah, people I have yeah. much more yeah big psychological issues and yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. you know searching for healing themselves mm -hmm. um, but all of that to say is I woke up and I was just like wow this is not fulfilling me I if I was as free, I was just stressed out and tired because I was so conscious of everybody's judgment of me Isn't on it set. Isn't it exhausting? It's exhausting. Oh, if you're Meryl Streep yeah. and you just like yes. do not get two shits and you can just have fun right. and play with it, it's not stressful. It's not right. exhausting. She goes to work. She gets fulfilled. She gets joy mm -hmm. from it. Right. I, I'm just not built like her, yeah. so, nor as talented. So, um, so I just realized, you know. So I kind of allowed it to course correct itself and mm. and and really trust that, you know. If I, if something's lighting you up and you follow that as like you know, but then it's successful for a time or it's not successful, yeah. then you you have to trust that you still need to go there yeah. to get right. to the, it's everything's a stepping stone yeah. always for, further just, expansion. Yeah. Diana talking yeah. about the you know definition of the show. It's like we're we're you know we're not exactly reinventing but we're reigniting and expanding our lives so because yes. you hear mm -hmm. so many it's all women about expansion you know they'll say if they say if there do you have any regrets that you didn't do something and you'll hear people say yeah I wish I would have done this I wish I would have done it. I wish I would. it's like okay but you know your life you created and instead of looking at back at it with regrets you still have time to course correct, mm, to do yeah. things that you know are important all, to you, yeah, and, and expanding. And it's not, you know, the yes. the end 
again, we all mm -hmm. know the saying. It's like right. it's not about the, the life's journey, not a destination. It's right. like always. You want to be doing things that bring you that joy, that, that light play, you up, you yes. know, that light you up, and it doesn't matter if to get like it's the joy along the way to accomplishing that thing. Yeah, that actually matters. That actually, and and you hit on mm. one thing that I really want to go into just real quick. Um, when you said that it was the judgment or caring so much about what everyone else thought when you mm. weren't doing something that was your passion, but when you were lit up and on purpose, yeah. did you really care that much about what everyone thought? You were just following your you joy. You were just doing your yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, like the first three months of directing mm -hmm. Heal, I was like, oh, I've never done this before. The <laughs> producer, mm -hmm. Adam, has a lot of experience, so I was like, is this okay? Da, da, da. And then as as they were starting to, I was starting to give my power away a little bit yes. yeah. um, to the director of photography. You know, I wanted it to be an all-female crew, yeah. uh, but it just didn't work out yeah. that way. So yeah. the, the cinematographer and the um, producer were both males, mm -hmm. yeah. but they're amazing, beautiful men. But um, they, you know, I started to give my power away because I wasn't, I didn't have the experience to trust what my instincts were. Mm -hmm. But then once they like started to kind of take the power a little bit, I was like, wait a second, yeah. <laughs> I have a very strong opinion about this. Good. And then I started, this is using my vision. Yeah, using yes. my voice. And then I was just like, I don't care if I have the experience. This is my vision. Mm -hmm. My, you know, and this is what I'm envisioning. And if there's, if there's a, you know, a version of it that fits my vision that they can improve upon because right. that's what I hired them for. Yeah. Great. Good for you. But when I stood in that power and realized that, they, I mean, Adam is amazing because he just he he trusted my instincts more than I did at the end you know and he was just Beautiful. so it's, it was such a great unfolding of life mm. yeah and a huge life le and power. a huge yeah. life lesson Kelly because that will go that that's going to transcend into everything and that's good for other women to hear too and younger women and even older women that don't really they still don't have their voice at 60 mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know they start searching for it it's like well what do you mean what's my voice because I've been told to be silent for so long mm -hmm. um I love that. I mean, those so many yeah. nuggets. Or don't even know what I like or right. what I want. Right. Or who I am. Right. Like, people sometimes don't even take stock in that. I and know. so I right. love the questions of just that, that your inner compass, you know, checking yeah. in with yourself. Totally. Like, you know? And I see it in, in my mom, and sometimes I get frustrated because she's mm. so, like, she's such a good mom that she's often kind of pushed her own desires aside yeah. to, like, give to make her just family nurture. happy. Yeah. To nurture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was great for us, you know, yeah, but she, she, there was so many passions that are left unfulfilled with her. Yeah. And, and I see her uh, doing more now, but just in the moment of like, oh, she's like, oh, I'm okay. But I see that like, if she wasn't no, really okay. she's not really okay. Mm. You know, so it's like a little, I, I'm like, come on, mom, just decide. Like, di like yeah. you have to kind of relearn how to connect with what you really want because yeah. you've been kind of giving it away mm -hmm. for so long or, or, or Believing that what you want is is not worthy or is not as important mm -hmm. yeah. as what your husband yeah. or your boss mm -hmm. or right? is yeah. she listening to that now? Is that something that you're giving her as a gift as her daughter? Like yeah. encouraging. I mean, how beautiful mm -hmm. is that? I know. I told you that I my like mom that. got on stage this week. My mother is 83, and she, um, my dad was an NFL quarterback, as you know, and so they've been married 60 something years. And she went mm -hmm. to the big NFL wives, the player alumni. Um, thing and they asked her the day before she would get up on stage and speak and she's oh, wow. she went up no she went up to him and said the wives do not have a voice and Powerful. I would like to speak and I would like to speak and they gave her an entire platform oh she stood up 
and talked Fabulous. about all. Yeah, you wouldn't. I mean, I wish I could have been there oh, just to hear the it wisdom. It was like she stood mm. up and spoke for all the wives and everything. That's that amazing. They, yeah, I, I know. Awesome. At eighty-three yeah. years old, Good were you surprised? And I was like, um, no, my mom's a Facebook stalker and an Instagram. She's, she's very social. <laughs> my mother loves all that. But I mean, she has a voice, and it was really beautiful because Aww. at times I've seen my mom not. You know, yeah. and not have it. Yeah. And for her to stand up like so that. Awesome. That's that so awesome. Isn't that so empowering and stand mm -hmm. for so all funny. the other women and have a voice for all the other women? So to awesome. me, that's what it's about. And such a male dominated right? Well, we, sport. we are so appreciative of all the nuggets yeah, that you've been yeah. giving us. And we do have a last question that I'd like to, to ask you to wrap this up with mm -hmm. a pretty bow on it with all kinds of fabulous wisdom that you've given us so yeah so I asked you earlier so I'm gonna ask you like one more time and kind of a general for you like how would you describe like owning your throne like after this conversation what would you say How's how it would you define you? it mm -hmm. yeah owning your throne is realizing that it's never too late in life mm -hmm. uh, to pursue what lights you up. Mm -hmm. You deserve mm -hmm. to experience the accomplishment of whatever that is. Mm -hmm. uh, and the fact that you have that desire in your heart mm -hmm. means that God, the universe, has, there is a way within mm -hmm. that, uh, for that to, to come to fruition. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like in every oak tree, there's in every acorn, there's an oak tree mm. or a for, oh, forest I of that. oak I love trees. That. I love yes. that. So, um, and then just really, you know, that self-love and that self-nurturing is, you know, mm. treat yourself like you would your baby child or your baby mm. self, yeah. like with real, gentle care and compassion, and and mm -hmm. be mindful of the way you speak to yourself, um, and would you speak to your little baby like that, you know, yeah. or your, you as a child, mm. you know. It's beautiful. That's beautiful, Cal. Well, uh, I find you to be one of the brightest lights in my life. Yes. You do. You just shine. And um, I'm really, and I'm keep really that, you keep today. your voice out there. Yeah. Just keep it strong and, you know, because we all need it and appreciate so much that you really took the courageous act of following what you're calling was and being able to listen to it and being courageous to do something that you like you said you had no idea of what to do but you had a trust and I think that's what is it uh, if you have faith it's like jumping off the the ledge and, and having faith that the net will appear mm -hmm. and when we do that it it really helps us believe that we can own our throne yes. that we really can be the queens mm -hmm. of our lives yes. you know and you embody that so much yeah. and we appreciate you coming yes. here. Yes, and everybody, all of our listeners, um, Netflix has Heal Documentary. Yes. yes. And Kelly just published the book Heal. Yes. Yes. Okay. So it's HealDocumentary.com. Correct. Yes. Right? Okay. And the and book is the book. available anywhere books are sold. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Go get yours. Go get yours. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me. Oh, we love you. Back at you. You guys are doing yeah. amazing. Uh, 
This podcast was created by Perry and I because we both met at school getting our master's in spiritual psychology, where we learned the tools and techniques to really heal, reclaim, and redefine the second chapters of our lives. And you'll also learn some tools and techniques from our guest. All you have to do is go and subscribe and leave some comments. Let us know what you think about the shows, as well as maybe you have some ideas of other guests that we could have. So enjoy the conversations, and we look forward to hearing from you. And be sure and check out our website, which is ownyourthrone.co. And we have some freebies for you, so be sure and check us out.